Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is The Cinemile, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. Uh, today we're watching Free Guy. Yeah. Because it's free. It's, we were dying to see this in the cinema. Missed it. And then suddenly it's popped up on Disney+. Plus. So. Yeah, not too long after it was in cinemas. Yeah, really soon after cinemas. Um, so we're a little bit late in the review of this one, but it is one we wanted to catch. Yeah, because uh, it, it had kind of good word of mouth. This was recommended to us by a few people, which surprised me because I saw the trailer and it looked bad. Oh, well, don't. I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, no? the, the only thing I know is that my mom recommended it and said it was a bit like the Truman Show and that's enough for me. Oh. Yeah. Your mom popped over to the cinema to see Free Guy. She did, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Good I'm, on you, Linda. <laughs> I'm excited to see it. I'm, I'm actually happy that it's on Disney Plus because... It's not one of those movies that I'm sure is like worth the cost of a babysitter and two cinema tickets, if you know what I mean. Yes. Um, but that's really I know exactly based on nothing. What you mean? It's just not really had any buzz about it, other than you know some kind of gently it's had some positive minor, some minor buzz. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like I mean I'm, I want to go to the cinema for a bit of an event, really. But I'm glad I didn't see the trailer because I don't want it ruined. Uh, and big Ryan Reynolds fan, so. so you don't know what it's about. No. Except that there's some Truman Show Truman Show esque. Yeah. Elements. So okay. let's and I'm and I think well, it's a comedy. Um, so we go watch it. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's go watch it. <laughs> let's go watch it on our right. sofa. So we're gonna see you guys uh, after we've streamed Free Guy, and we come back out for a walk. Yeah, bye. Guy, this world—it's a video game, and it's full of bad guys. I'm a rule breaker. I'm a rattle chicka 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 snaker. We need you to be the good guy. Sorry! Oh, God! Wow! Giddy up! 
Glock in your pocket? No. What? It's two Glocks. Oh! Hi, we're back. We watched Free Guy. Yeah, and we really enjoyed it, didn't we? You did this we? Is like did a fun we? Throwaway it movie. Was, yeah, it yeah? was totally fine. I'm definitely glad to pick up on what you said uh, earlier. I'm glad that we didn't pay for a night out and get our yeah. babysitter in and all that. I, I, I think I would have been a little deflated. I mean, it's it's entertaining, sure, but I feel like it was more at home on my yeah. TV screen. Hundred um, percent. And for that, like, just to sit in on a Saturday night and watch it, it was like ideal. Highly recommend. It definitely passed the time, yeah. and I got a few chuckles, and it was uh, relatively clever in parts. And, it was and clever, yeah. And I actually thought I was surprisingly more invested in the plot than I thought I was going to be. I was invested. And, and the like, outcome. We don't. For anyone who doesn't um, hasn't listened to the podcast before, we don't spoil it before Spoiler Street. However, we can talk about things that are in the trailer. Yeah. Um, so if you don't even want to know what's in the trailer, then maybe um, pause, go away and watch it and come back. But if you don't mind knowing what's in the yeah. trailer, kind of the overall premise, which I didn't know, so I genuinely had a lot of fun finding out. And I do recommend, if you don't know, watch the movie without knowing. But anyway, um, yeah, it turns out he's in a video game. He's a video game character. Yeah. And that's an, actually an, very cool. An NPC, as they call them. That's a great which idea is a for a non-playable character. And it was so. It is. It is a good idea, and it is very Truman show. I, I love the core idea of. Well, without going into spoilers, I love the idea of what does the life of a non-playable character <laughs> look like? It's and it really is just clever. like they're on this loop um, because they're just programmed to do certain things. So he buys the same coffee every day he goes to his bank every day and and all this chaos of people who are effectively playing what is a grand theft auto like game are doing around him and is just so in, it's an enjoyable concept and, and it's, it's great pretty like, visually executed very well it's really well yeah. done like i say there was a lot of money spent on this movie and like at the beginning before i knew he was in a video game and before we really know what's happening and we're just following a day in his life and him and his best mate are just like in the bank where they work and there's like someone there's like someone coming is in with a gun and is like holding up the bank and they're just like lie down on the floor and just keep chatting yeah. like about their day <laughs> it's funny and you're like that's weird they seem, they seem really cool about this then you see like his other friend who's like owns a store and like there's constantly people jumping through the window of the store and there's like so what did you think was happening at that stage if you didn't know it was a I video mean game. I didn't know it was a video game but obviously I knew he was in some form of like weird world I thought he might have been in a movie like I didn't really understand yeah I really enjoyed all that and then I enjoyed the kind of Silicon Valley tech-ish bits about like the people who make the game Taiki Waititi a lot of fun He's, as the villain here he elevates yeah. this movie like I say if you were like to do star ratings which we don't he'd give it an extra star like yeah. he's that powerful one thing I would say is I'm a huge Jodie Comer fan yeah like she's incredible wasted completely wasted like I mean she's she's doing good work because <laughs> she's Jodie Comer but really that there's there's not much to the I, I don't know what it is it's like because there she is a, she's on screen for most of the movie and is the this like lead, she's, she's so the much. second most important protagonist but it just felt like why do you have Jodie Comer doing this why I don't is know Jodie right Comer sitting with a headset on effectively on a Zoom call <laughs> playing a video game yeah. like that is that that part of it's hard like they're trying to visualize people playing video games which is a dull thing to look at. They did a decent enough job at doing it. I like the guy from Stranger Things. He played like the other video the game Joe programmer. Keery. And the kind of plot. Or, there's like, anyway, we won't get into plot now because we wait till spoiler streets. But overall, I enjoyed all the elements. It's a really good movie to sit down with on like Saturday night, as I said, at home watch. 
and a good few laughs, right? Yeah, some good action scenes. It's it. I did laugh a few times, um, and I think you liked it a bit less than me. The action, the action is very well done, but it's still in that CGI kind of, you know, over the top artificial way, which, to be fair, kind of makes sense in the <laughs> for, for this for this movie. It's excusable. but it does end up what what I sometimes get with that. Uh, sort of thing is just visual noise do you know what I mean there's nothing I can't tell you like at the other end of this movie that, that there was anything that really stood out to me in terms of an action you know uh, an action moment or an action scene like do you know what I mean yeah. like I can't like you know often when I, what I like from an action movie is something like the best in class something like the raid where you're just like oh my god I've never seen anything like that fight scene the choreography was insane. this just felt all very same now which is it's not not it's a comedy first action second I would say yeah and Ryan Reynolds does Ryan Reynolds yeah he's he does great his, of his course shtick, yeah. um, like same thing he always does but it's flawless effective he's as a performer in this movie like he does exactly what he says on the tin right yeah he does and he, and he cut but he what he does well is play this doe-eyed innocence of of a of a character learning like Truman that their world is a construct, uh, and I actually think he does some good work in here. I think it's like um, Ryan Reynolds is such an interesting actor because as they kind of really leaned into in Deadpool, but like he has been in comedies before that, obviously. Um, he is has really good comic timing and can be. I find him really interesting as a leading man because he's obviously like incredibly good looking and handsome but they can kind of pretend somehow like he's kind of dorky and not that handsome and I yeah, don't he quite does... know how he pulls that off because he's like he's supermodel he but... plays he, he, yeah, he plays a convincing dweeb yeah and doesn't it just he? doesn't You're really right. make any sense it doesn't make sense because he's outrageous looking but like he pulls it off and like you believe that he's this like button down dweeb and like I yeah there's just like loads of visuals around that we'll get into on Spoiler Street but he I just think have... he's great like and I think it's kind of a waste to have him and Jodie Comer in the way they had them because it just didn't really amount to anything well there's no yeah, exactly it didn't they didn't feel well paired the yeah. um the it was interesting with Ryan Reynolds though cuz he's uh he he definitely he's as you describe but he also is an actor who like from a comedy point of view agree has very good timing but he he doesn't have much range and in, in like the, his delivery and shtick is always kind of the same. Do you know what I mean? He's doing him himself. He delivers lines like Ryan Reynolds. He yeah. delivers comedy like Ryan Reynolds. Which isn't also necessarily a bad thing. Like I think could I could say the same about Bill Murray, uh, who yeah. is effectively the same kind of role and performer throughout his whole career but he's consistently of, enjoyable but the exact opposite of Jodie Comer who can play anything as we learned in Killing Eve yes she can be anyone and yet chooses to be a woman in a chair playing video games <laughs> in this movie in fairness to her though like she would have been, it's like a huge Hollywood movie you're opposite Ryan Reynolds you're going to get paid millions of dollars it's from like the people who made Stranger Things like yeah. tick 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 of course you're going to do it and maybe actually it's kind of nice as an actor that you do. I mean, she was in a lot of action scenes in like. I the say video she got game a good stuff. paycheck. Yeah, she she. The action scenes would have been probably very fun to film, like the video game action scenes. I say. Yeah. As an probably. actor as well, but anyway, we both recommend it. Not like the best movie you've ever seen. Totally middle of the road, I would say. It's but very, let's get yeah, to it's very middle of the road, yeah. but yeah, it's a totally fine way to waste while away two hours. Bit long for itself, though, wasn't it? It kind of just about. 
warrants it's 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 two hours but uh, barely <laughs> I would have been much more impressed with it if it was ni- 90 and done yeah but 90s are a threshold that no movie ever meets 90 should be the standard yeah like it's not the dude, 90 minute film festival like... podcast has the right idea and they should be the gold standard of all movie durations like if you think of like Dune compared to this and like Oh yeah, I don't want Dune to be 90 minutes. Yeah, like, but how much... This movie's probably only 40 minutes sh- shorter than Dune and that's not right, like, for an action comedy it should be way shorter no, than that. No, this could have been done in 90. It should have been. <laughs> anyway, anyway well, let's move on to... Spoilers. Spoilers now for Free Guy. Spoilers. Spoiler Street. Spoiler warning. This is the spoiler street. Yeah. Spoiler Street's covered in leaves today. Yeah, autumnal nice spoiler Nice crunchy street. leaves. So, I don't know what much is there to say. I liked the idea of... Um, I liked this whole idea of it's essentially an AI, like right, you know, it's the world's first AI. That's what's happened here, I love kind of that, accidentally. Actually. As like the underlying kind of deeper story, that's very interesting. Yeah, and this whole idea, like they they introduce the stakes um, about halfway through this movie, which are pretty pretty <laughs> shoehorned in there. In terms of, uh, uh, it's like the at one point Joe Keery's character is like. Oh no, uh, uh, Taika Waititi, evil Taika Waititi is about to uh, upload the new game over the old game and it's going to wipe <laughs> all the data. So we've only got 24 hours. It's basically like we need a time limit to have actual just, My understanding impetus. of like and that it works. kind of like online data, and like I could be wrong, I don't think well, it you don't, be deleted I'm like sorry, that. that's not how games work. You don't <laughs> override the original game with the sequel. That just does not happen. Though maybe if the, it's an entirely virtual game, like I guess it's the kind no, no, of even within, of like World of Warcraft. Maybe World of Warcraft. Yeah, this I is guess. like purely online, like I don't think anyone's got a disc. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, but also, more to the point, why would one do that when the first game is so popular? Well, also when you've got to, you've got people playing the first game who may not want to upgrade or can't afford to upgrade. So what are you just gonna, <laughs> you're just gonna kick all those people yeah. out of the game until they pay? I guess he had more to lose anyway. if, like, if they found out he stole IP. Like how much? He yeah, could get that kind of makes that. sense. And like, I love the idea that like that like they built this kind of they had a vision of a video game where like you just built AI and then you kind of watched them doing lovely things and then the guy stole it added it into like basically Grand Theft Auto and then I but I didn't quite buy them was when the programmer was like and that's why this game is so popular because of our AI it's like I don't think that the game was popular because blue shirt guy ordered a different coffee <laughs> You're Which, right. by the way I really enjoyed all that stuff about them learning how to make coffee and the woman who would like a feminist reawakening yeah this kind of but revolution that's not why the game the... the game was just big because it was like a world of warcraft meets game in terms of like online playing but like it's Grand Theft Auto do you know what I mean like that that was shoehorned in as well they, they, right, it's almost like halfway through the movie they're like oh no no we need another plot where like he stole their data yeah it's like why did Taika Waititi need their yeah, well, AI thing to create NPCs that just drink coffee once a day and, and live in a factor it's like they don't do anything it. interesting but he but he didn't even seem to know himself I, what he'd stolen so therefore why did he stole it, steal it I guess it was just a really powerful game engine which he used as yeah. a starting point. Anyway, it was look we don't need to get into the detail. I enjoyed though that it was like it may not behind up. the beach in like its own little island and he had to kind of build the bridge to get to it. Well, it, was that, a, it was a good MacGuffin nice. this yeah. sort of idea that she's searching for um you know the this proof within this game. Yeah, it was, was a good, good motivator quest. for her. Yeah. Good quest. And I love when Ryan Reynolds realized he'd always seen it in his window. Yeah, and they kind of nice solve it together. Like I have to say, I really actually. The more I talk about that stuff, I I enjoyed it more. And like then, obviously, that's visually, what I mean. The plot was actually pretty good. Yeah. As, a, as it had it had all the right things. It had 
good motivation for the characters. It had, as we said, a timeline and impetus to drive it along. Um, it's just like inherently uncinematic to like continually cut back and forth between people playing video games and then like their video game avatar. Whereas like the Truman Show, which of course, wow, there's like a really loud helicopter above us. The Truman Show, which I mean, these aren't comparable. The Truman Show I would consider is like an absolute masterpiece. That's a masterpiece, work of art. yeah. But the Truman Show also, we were we were sometimes cutting to people watching them on telly but like 95% were just with them and they're real people whereas going back and forth and then it kind of made me care a little bit about Ryan Gosling by the end of the movie because I'm like oh but he's not actually a person yeah, and it but even made her care a bit less about him when, when they realised he had been programmed for her the manic pixie dream girl by the guy from Stranger Things no and but that suddenly... was his core programming but he, the point is he was evolving because he had the capacity to gain intelligence and grow and learn which makes him intelligent yeah but he was not right? a human that, being though. no no he's so not a human being but like this is we could now we're on the verge of getting into the argument about does AI have sentience and does it have the right to exist and that's the kind of interesting thing that no. this movie was not interested in even addressing or talking <laughs> about even though it was the core concept of it well they kind of said it's the world's first AI we have 24 hours to save him and that's the but end that's, of it. that's as far as that conversation went it was like it's like <laughs> the world's first AI is going to be destroyed uh, and they just kind of went yay we did it um, I'm like sorry but the, I was also saying to Dave it doesn't quite add up cinematically either because Jodie Comer and Ryan Gosling sorry no Ryan Reynolds Ugh, I keep getting my Ryans mixed up they have kind of this intimate character moment where they're like making out basically but then I was like today but wait a minute she's just sitting this isn't a VR headset like she's just sitting watching a it's screen not like that Charlie where Parker her character show. touches remember yeah. that episode of um, Black Mirror where there was like people like fully having sex in like virtual yeah, reality yeah, yeah. This was just her sitting, like, typing on her laptop. So, therefore, that just all made me really disconnected. And then when she finally... Well, I like that they addressed that, because she was like, I kissed him. And there's not even a kiss button. Because I was like, how did that even happen? <laughs> but, like, what about... Okay, Taika... What's his name? Taika... Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi, who I just love. Like, he's so fucking good in this. But, like, he's just going in there and, around, like, smashing all the computers. And <laughs> yeah. then... And then in the end, though, the guy, they kind of agree, like... Oh, you can keep all of our IP. We just want to own this island where these characters are. I don't free. really like, like that uh, that him? ending. He should be in prison. Yeah, I didn't. Or not prison, but he sh- sorry. He should. He, <laughs> he should, should lose them. all the profits that he do- he 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 got, or give it to them. Um, I mean, there's probably some argument that like his game could have existed without their code, but the core part of it is, but you stole it. Well, you so, stole it. There's this intellectual uh, yeah. property theft. So that all so, slowly faded away, and then the bit that like we were laughing our heads off about was. When her, when Jodie Comer goes in one last time to meet Ryan Reynolds, and he's like, "There's someone out there who made me." Oh, that was so you. tacked on. And then on. she has a flashback. To, you cannot do flashbacks within a movie, at, like a two-hour movie. Like that's outrageous. Flashback to when the guy from Stranger Things was like, "I made the perfect woman, and it was you." Yeah. And it's like, how she, did how did you not notice this the first time it was happening? And then she runs after it's him, absurd. and they're both on opposite sides of the road. And like, and then run into traffic. But they before they run in traffic, it's like imagine it's just your mate, right? You never knew he fancied you, and he never told you. So like, therefore, no one knows about this scenario. Yeah. Then for some reason, your mate runs after you've gone to get a coffee, and you turn across the road and look at them. If you made eye contact, would you suddenly be like, "She knows this is it." She's like they had- made. They were like making love with each other's eyes. She's had the flashback. And then they <laughs> she, met. Re- she finally realised. Yeah, like it made no sense. And then they just met in the middle of the road and kissed. And we thought there was going to be a gag like in the video game where like a car would hit them or something. 
But no, they're just smooching in the middle of a road. I mean, it was so poorly handled and obvious and All just like clunkily written. It's almost like there was a different director in These the These two video get game. together now. Do you think like, the video game stuff was so different from the real, real world stuff that they were just too jarring when, when you were watching them back to back? Like, why were they doing know, they that? felt kind of... They felt like they were impacting each other, I think. I think that's... I disagree with you there. I mean, I felt like the people at the screens who were changing things were impacting Ryan Reynolds' world. And we were seeing the impact of them saying, oh, I'm going to... Or, like, they are hacking down servers and we're watching guess, buildings implode. It's more that I mean, like, when her and Ryan Reynolds' avatars were kissing, that felt more... Romantic than when she was actually kissing someone. Well, in the that's rose. that's exactly the, the problem. The you establish, you spend a whole movie establishing a relationship <laughs> connection between two characters that doesn't really work, um, and then kind of don't pay it off, and then completely like left turn it to another. Yeah, in the last to another character in which you movie. haven't established any romantic relationship except he was kind of clearly <laughs> pining after her. Yeah, I was like she, platonic. But why would me. she suddenly be like? Oh my god! I'm, I guess the, the, what they were trying for is, oh my god! I fell in love with this non-playable character, um, <laughs> Which, but girl, actually he only loves me because he was coded by this guy. So I really love him. Except, but it's like, fine. So in that moment, it's just like your brain might think that, but like it's like attraction doesn't just work on like some sort of logic where a computer character tells you, I'm, I'm, go find the author. You know, it's like she, she clearly has no physical or chemical attraction to him or it would have existed, right? You can't just switch on, right? It's like... Is that how... How desperate is she? I don't think she, that's how attraction works. I, they kind of try to establish that she's quite desperate because she said, it's the first kiss I've had with a non-toxic male and turns out he's not real or something. So they maybe kind of were trying to imply that she's had bad relationships, but like they didn't flesh her out whatsoever. She was like so two-dimensional that like if she's at a place in her life where she's desperate for some kindness and then she finally realises how much the friend loves her it just there's maybe a point where that works but not in the last two minutes of the movie it just feels that just whole it, yeah, exactly you don't have time you didn't have the time to establish that and also that whole thing feels like a trope and a potentially dangerous trope that has existed in Hollywood screenwriting for decades this whole idea of the best friend who's the male best friend who's in love with the female best friend but she doesn't know it. But if only she could just see him in the right light. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he's been there the whole time. This this whole thing. But that that does reality, never translates to the reality. The lesson should be: if a woman you can be friends you if and you, doesn't want to be with you, then don't keep pursuing. Her. Exactly. And this is why I mean it's potentially dangerous because that's what Hollywood teaches young boys. Potentially is like the persistence pays off, and like you can have you can have a long term friendship with the girl you fancy and eventually she'll see you for who you are when uh, non-playable Ryan Reynolds <laughs> spells it out to her in literal detail it's interesting because I've just binge watched you on Netflix which I'm obsessed about and um, that really like turns it on its head like the traditional classic Hollywood rom-com man pursuing woman showing up at her desk or her office with flowers uninvited etc etc and kind of shows you how actually creepy that is and it's interesting in this one it's like it's actually really creepy of him that he wrote all of her uh, traits into being this like desirable thing that this character was gonna like when he heard a certain song for example that she was always singing uh, would trigger him but also it's like okay but didn't you write that code like five years ago so five years later you're telling me she still walks around singing that song 
yeah. ridiculous. Obviously. Also, just kind of shows how shallow it is. Basically, he programmed. It's, it shows him. how shallow her character is that we were written. Well, oh my gosh, she likes bubblegum ice cream. Well, and that's sings what I was going to say. Song. Though it's more shallow. It's more the guy's shallow understanding of her. He's yeah. like, she sings a song and she likes ice cream, and they can be the two things that trigger her for this character, and it's just so surface level. It's and weird. really, I feel like her whole character. Now that we think about it is just uh, a male screenwriter's idea Zach Penn in this instance and another guy Matthew something Um, Zach Penn has a troubled like writing history I would say anyway what's your in Batman Superman and right yeah all this kind of stuff so but the uh, uh, it feels like a male writer trying to write a strong kick-ass woman with some sort of quirky characteristics yeah right she doesn't feel like I feel like she didn't really feel that's that's probably why we're jarring with Jodie Comer playing her because she feels relatively underwritten for someone who's kind of the second protagonist. Yeah, she's very underwritten. Yeah, it's interesting, um, and it makes sense with with Free Guy. Like Guy himself should be two dimensional because he's a bloody computer game yeah. character. Doesn't make sense with her. And I wish they just hadn't. If they hadn't tacked the romantic plot on at the end of it, it would have been a better movie for it. However, I never object to romantic plots. I quite enjoy them. It was just the way they did. It was so poor. They had no chemistry. They were just, kissing in the middle of a road, and it made no sense. It's just lame. It was just a yeah. There was they didn't put any groundwork into that. It just felt very constructed. Like but, a video game. Yeah, Dude, exactly. I can't believe how long we've spent talking yeah, we about we that one talk, plot point. We said we were going to talk about this for 10 minutes because it was that kind of vibe. Um, but I don't really know what else to say about this. I, the, oh, the other thing, I quite enjoyed the uh, the Ryan Reynolds, um, the V2 that they made, the, the big buffed up oh, that one. Was it was quite so funny. Fun. I enjoyed the whole idea really of this funny. team of writers who hadn't finished creating the character or his dialogue so you get that I mean that was an idea which they got they mined a lot of good comedy from yeah, I really enjoyed like, like he's just walking down the street with free guy and, and he's just like you seem very adjective today <laughs> and you go you are insert insult here <laughs> yeah and it was like Catch Brian face. Reynolds like face photoshopped onto like a really buff body but like in a really creepy way but worked because it was a video game so like it but, could look but I liked that it felt like it, it was clever that it, it felt like a visual representation of what Taiki Waititi's character would think is cool yeah right? so it felt like an extension of that was almost an avatar of him or what he what he would project this sort of shallow kind of bro idea and not to nitpick a plot point that doesn't in any way matter and drag this podcast on but you know the way at the start the guy from Stranger Things why wasn't his friend helping him no not that Um, because I don't really think they were friends it was more like he him and Jodie Comer were kind of estranged he was working for the big bad video company yeah why was he like I don't want to be a computer programmer I want to be down here yeah they never really explained that and my job is to just play the game I want to do customer service yeah, it was like, I think I'm, it was because he was burned because of the experience of the game that they tried to develop. But then why didn't he just go and work for a different game? But company? even Taika Waititi was like, "I need, you, I want you to progress your career because you're amazing." Yeah, like and he, he basically was, like, was playing video game characters and walking around looking for glitches. Yeah, like that was all really weird as well. I did, anyway, I did I think like we're that. I did like that much. whole thing with him and his partner going in and like de- as as detectives trying to uncover what's wrong with this. This, this player who's got the NPC skin also, and all this terminology <laughs> like where'd you get the skin about, like the fact that like the whole world is talking about blue shirt guy like it's on who, oh, that was who absurd. has a blue shirt and is currently taking the video See, world game by storm the poo is blue shirt guy a jeopardy this is the problem <laughs> that they did a jeopardy thing because actually the movie it does a quite a clever thing by pulling a load of famous twitch and youtube gamers 
like uh, Ninja and Jacksepticeye and all these people, and they have them, they have them do some commentary, which yeah, I think is fun. a really good nod to people who uh, are into video games, and it's a good way to sort of insert that culture into the, the thing and feel authentic so it makes sense that they would be talking about this blue shirt guy but yeah Jeopardy it's such a cultural event some some one character in a video game that it, it makes it onto on, Jeopardy I, don't, I do be not on, believe um, that actual news channels as well like. oh yeah the news are reporting on this <laughs> my god there's a guy in a video game who's being a good guy now I guess you do get some sort of uh, and in other news but I but like but it was such a stretch but if it was making Just that keep, many waves wouldn't other players so not NPCs but like actual players have gone into the game and started being good like um, why would everyone have just been witnessing this phenomenon of this guy well I think guy? that was the idea you had a little kid in Japan cosplaying as free guy yeah right? but no one in the game was, was doing it yeah do you know what I mean like it's just absurd but anyway it's like the new Squid Games basically I everyone's going to be free guy for Halloween I did like that concept of the psychology of you know you give players access to a world where they can do anything and they just end up being dickheads yeah, but those right, worlds like Grand Theft Auto in this world in this game, their point system and their plot are to make people be violent. Yeah, that's what the missions are. That's what. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. But but also, if you leave people to their own devices in a, in like they often just do horrible things in video games. Well, like when I used to so play just Sims, I would obviously put my Sim in the swimming pool and immediately take away the ladder yeah. and then just see and then what happens. Watch them swim themselves <laughs> to death because Sims don't know how to get out of the swimming pool without a ladder. Anyway, we have oh, the, or the other one you do is you build uh, a room, tell the Sim to go in there, then and take, take the away the door. Away. Yeah, been there. And, then and then you sell the urn for five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and then you move someone else in. That was the other fun thing in The Sims. You ma- you you marry someone in the neighborhood. You get their whole household income of twenty twenty k. Yeah. And then you murder them in a closet and sell their urn. Right. We well, have to go. Okay. Uh, we've gone way off on this one. Um, if Thanks any, for listening. If anyone's still listening, um, let us know what you thought of Free Guy. Head over to Apple Podcast and please subscribe, rate, and follow us over there. Um, there's been like an algorithm glitch. <laughs> because we didn't release that many episodes during the pandemic and we've like dropped out of people's feet so please be subscribe if you uh, can yeah and then head over to patreon.com forward slash the cinema for all our retro movie watches and weekly succession recaps which we are loving and then social medias uh, yeah at the cinemile on facebook twitter and instagram and uh, the cinemile at gmail.com on email awesome bye thanks for listening bye I'm not going to be the good guy. I'm going to be the great guy. Okay. Well, enjoy your lifetime supply of virginity. (laughs) Off you go. So easy. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What do you do when no one else is watching? What do you do that makes you happy for no reason at all? What are you obsessed with? I'm Leslie Arfin, and I'm a writer, but I'm also a dancer, a painter, a vapor, a dollhouse enthusiast, and basically just an overall hobbyist. My podcast, Filling the Void, is all about what other people are fanatically into. We talk about hobbies, even if you don't have one. Listen to Filling the Void on Tuesdays on the Erios Network, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. 
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.